Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grain traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the market report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by the farm chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two. So let's start with Andrew Dewing for this week's market report. And don't forget, you can always check current market prices on the homepage of our website, dewinggrain.co.uk. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market report for week commencing is the day after the Norfolk dinner, and I don't feel as special as I perhaps should. But I got a report that it was the dinner of peace and love, and it was great. It really worked well. I think lots of people that came thoroughly enjoyed it. The objective of getting people to talk to each other, meet each other, you know, eyeball each other, if you like, worked. It was really, really successful. It was a very cold night in Norwich last night, I will add, so not not best. I did warn people to wear their big thermal pants, and some of them ignored me. It was a very great success, I think. I've got to thank our colleague Ben and uh, Vicky, and I've got to thank Julian Scott for their amazing hard work and the phenomenal successes down to their, their efforts. Ben was picking the barrels up this morning and his car now smells like a brewery, so yeah, it, it isn't all over when uh, when everybody walks out the door, is there's more to be cleared up, but brilliant, and we'll let you know how much was raised for charity when we've counted it all up. Um, all hail the Niam dinner. Right, let's start with, uh, we have a chat this week, it's the, it's the team having a bit of a, a discussion about a number of things, and I think I'll start, if I start with all seed rape, I think we discussed this, I tried to blame the Americans for the shite UK rape price, my colleagues kind of shout me down a bit, but in reality, it's below cost of production, and why would anyone grow rape in the current climate, and as I say, the two mills in the UK are owned by big firms, is there an opportunity to say, hang on, this is not fair, we've got stuff that comes in that hasn't got the same growing criteria, would we see a price that makes it worth doing it, because at this moment it's going off the pitch as far as we're concerned in terms of a break crop, there's other things to be done, or there's growing flowers for the government. Moving swiftly on to a subject we discussed a few times last night, which is feed barley. The description of that it was uh, yeah, rubbish, it's uh, 150 if you're lucky, X farm don't see much improvement at the moment, can't see a lot of, yeah, it's really lacking in enthusiasm from a number of people, so there's that one. Let's move swiftly on to something slightly more cheerful. No, malting barley, flat, the buyers are in charge at the moment, and what the growers need is a nice, healthy weather problem with the spring crop, and I think that will make them all sit up and be nice to you again. But right now, buyers are in charge. There is tonnage to be traded. There is seven or eight months to go before this crop gets used up. If there is a hiccup on production for next year, it's going to have a a massive impact on on attitudes to prices so uh, yeah at the moment it's the middle of the winter and everything's grim so nothing nothing's gone wrong with the weather yet which takes us on um, smoothly to wheat I had someone comment that I repeated myself last week five times saying the same thing over and over again and the message I gave was that the May wheat futures price was too high and every now and again I'm so right it's embarrassing. So here we are six quid lower or £25 per acre less money for farmers. The market went down very hard last week. It's taking a breather that there will be some profit taking and people saying this is too, this is enough, it's too cheap and etc. 
But the reality is, I don't think it is. I think the ex-farm price might struggle to go much lower, but the relationship between ex-farm and futures, as I keep repeating, and I'm sorry, is in the wrong place. Now, at some point, farmers stopping selling it is one thing, but the futures price trading ex-store at the same price as the delivered market for May, June, July is nuts. So when the trade finally wake up to that or stop doing it, then we'll have a place where the futures are in the right place. The ex-farm price is a lot closer to the futures price, and we may well be trading at 180 delivered, but it won't be a futures at 180x at the same time. But I do think, with the futures now about £185 a tonne, I do think there's more downside to it, I'm afraid. That's my view. I could be wrong, but I've got some uh, serious fat up my back for this information from last week. I am so in the right on it, and it's not great news. And I know people don't like hearing that sort of stuff. Your hope, if you're holding on to it, is the weather scare that's going to happen in the spring. But that will be damaging the crop that you're growing at the moment. So it's, it's kind of, it's not a win-win, is it? But there is obviously new crop prices are firmer than old crop prices. The, the carry will go out, the old crop price will drop, the new crop price will probably stay similar to where it is now because there is a smaller crop. In saying that, if you go on Twitter or X, you'll notice there's lots of pictures of people putting seed in the ground and that seed is wheat. So the wheat crop is creeping up and it will be an 11 million tonne crop because there's a lot of acres that have gone on in the last two weeks. Although we return to wet weather this weekend, I'm told. Anyway, with that, if you can't tell from my voice that I've kind of probably peaked a bit early today, I'm not in the sharpest of moods, so I'm going to sign off with a have a lovely day. I thoroughly enjoyed everybody's company last night at the Norfolk dinner. Thank you so much for coming. Next year, don't know the date, but it's the Thursday in January. It'll be freezing cold yet again, but what a brilliant dinner to come to and make sure you do. So with that, have a great week. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. We want to take a moment to thank all of you for listening and to ask you to help us grow our audience by leaving a rating and review telling us what you like about our podcast. On Apple Podcasts, you can easily do this by scrolling down our show page, selecting a star rating and tapping write a review. Okay, today I've got with me, uh, I've got Joe. Hello. Ben. Hello. And famously, Webby. Hello. Right, everybody, we've had a podcast review, haven't we, from our editing team, and um, apparently the most popular reviews that get sent back to us says that our light-hearted banter is the most favourite aspect of our podcast. So we're going to have some forced humour out of you now. Okay, everybody ready to be funny? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's our starting point, so I'd like one of you to be really funny about all seed rape. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. No, no, no. Oh, hang on. Here we go. I would say, in terms of uh, cheerfulness, there's not a lot to be ch- cheerful about, is there? Oh, that's really funny of you. Know. Right, I- I'm going to start start <laughs> things off, because I'm in, you know, right, okay. I'd like to, uh, you know how people like to blame everybody for everything? I'm going to do some blaming, right? There is two firms that crush all seed rape in this country. Okay. <laughs> shut his eyes. I know where this is going. Yeah. And they're both from America. Mm. Is it their fault that the price of UK oilseed rape is below cost of production? Well, we debated this yesterday, didn't we? Shit, we were opening the little can because you yeah. both rolled your eyes and thought I was being dim. No, I think in my beliefs, like market forces should be left to determine a price. Okay. So importing is fine. The bit that we agree on, but sort of disagree on, is that I believe we shouldn't be importing a product that's treated with near nicks. 
That's the unfair bar. So is it the American firms lobbying government to say we need to import no, this stuff No, I think that's cheaper. like... I mean, this you can poke holes at the Brexit vote. We thought we'd have less regulation and red tape. We've got as much or more. Right. It's, go, it's, it's government-led, isn't it, it? You don't think there's any... If it, was too, if it was a British firm, do you think they could turn around and say, right, we just want British produce because it has to meet these certain regulations... That would be fair. And consequently, the internal price in the UK would be higher. The UK consumer probably pays a bit more money. But the UK farmer actually makes enough to break even in planting altered rape. Yeah, yeah, there is that. But I think I kind of agree with, with Webby. Shock. Uh, yeah, shock. <laughs> in that, you know, the government have allowed this to happen. They've allowed an unfair playing field. As Webby said, Brexit should have reduced red tape. I mean, it has for imports, but not for the domestic farmer. Which... Why, can't, why can't we just blame the Americans, say it's them lobbying? Okay, we can do that, yeah. We, we can do that. Yeah? Right. OK, hang on. Look, Webby, your ears are really red. Ian's got a bit of tinsel under his eye. Sorry? I actually, having two girls, look, I have got, a lot look. of glitter in the house at the moment. Is that what you I li- I, No, I literally, I'll tell you what it is. It's because my daughter came back with a reindeer bag the other day, which was reindeer food, and in that it had glitter, and glitter just gets everywhere. It's in my pockets. Did yeah. you take some with work? Is that why you brought some to work? Are you about to comment about my um, ear and nose job I had half an hour ago? You do look a very similar... Best experience I've ...character, Emmett. Everyone will know so, that. Anyone who's got children That's and watched Emmett. the Lego film would know yeah. Emmett. What a boxed head. <laughs> I, I'm not... Hang on, from someone without any hair. <laughs> anyway, um, no, so I had my first experience. So uh, uh, We're not allowed new, to speak if we've got any new, hair. T- new Just Turkish barber. Okay. Huh? Am I not allowed to speak? I've got no hair either. Yeah, but you haven't had yours for a long time now. <laughs> yeah, but you're the boss. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> There's a poor... I guess, well, Ben's, one, Ben's uh, only six months away from your club as well, isn't he? There's only one, there is only one piece of victimhood I can claim now, which is baldness. There's, everything else is like, yeah, I, can't, I can't be a victim about anything else except Height. that. <laughs> That's not a disadvantage, is it? Huh? I'm the perfect height. Anyone, you're above, not anyone sure, taller no, has a bad average back. Average height, yeah. I'm spot on. I'm absolutely where everybody wants me to be. As the office average, you're probably below average. Nah. Only we're, the, well, no, we're only in big the, office. Only the, the big office. Uh, and, oh, the office. office yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, but all you lot were on growth hormones in the 80s, weren't you? It's like you're deformed. You're like, like freaks. Yeah, well, the females are quite tall as well. We've got quite a, yeah. What, Liz? She's my yeah, sister. Liz she's and Vicky, yeah, we've got. They're not very tall, are they? Taller mm, than average. Yeah. Abby brings the average down, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, okay, carry on. Uh, but anyway, so uh, right I, I've been to several Turkish barbers, quite like a Turkish barber. Mm-hmm. Not only because they're cheap, but I just, anyway. So I went to a new one today and the guy said, do you fancy having your nose done? I thought, yeah, never had it done. I, I kind of turned it away first time and then I thought, actually, no, sod it, I'll get it done. And yeah, brilliant. Do they put, put like fire in you? They put it right up your nose. So you uh, kind of what, feel the fire like goes up your nose. No, no, this is just wax, wax on some sticks. Don't they put fire in your ears or something? No, they then, they wa- then they put a wax. They like paste a wax over your ear, and it creates a hardness, and then rip it off. Oh, I thought because some of them put put fire. Because if they set fire to yours, that'd still be burning, wouldn't it? You know, I mean, you do look quite shiny and polished. I mean, it's uh, yeah, just the teeth to do now. Just the teeth. <laughs> oh, you had all Christmas to do that. To do that. 
Poor yeah. old Ian, his teeth. Anyway, like, no, but I'd recommend it if anyone else uh, fancy it. So, yeah. What, going to have my ears waxed? Yeah, a couple okay. of quid. Yeah, right. So, moving on to the next very jokey subject. We moved yeah. off all seed rape there seamlessly. Well done. Um, my next favourite digital grain passport. Okay, I'll pass. <laughs> Come on, Ben. We know about no, this, don't we? We've, we've been sat on, on enough yeah. meetings that we never see minutes to. Oh, God, yeah. 15th of December, a nice meeting we all attended, which was the digital grain passport, probably part of the consultation, make it as you go along, yeah. no minutes, that'll all be positive, saying everybody loved it, and all of the complaints and the barrage of people saying they don't like this, don't like that, and the haulage people, no mention, I guess, we'll never know because the minutes aren't published, are they? No, and, and, and the stuff that does get published is, yeah, I mean, it's not exactly the easiest to find, it's not, yeah, it, it, it's We're not... We're not listening, we don't care. It's a done deal, unquote. Yeah. I mean, yeah, digital grain passport, but you can't, there's no jokes about it. Um, and it's not that we're totally, against, you know, that we agree something has to change. And actually, coming back to Webby's point, Brexit, reduced red tape, perfect opportunity to almost ditch the paper passport and make it really, really simple for everyone. It's, I think it's been turned <clears throat> into a... Anyone who's against it is against any form of development or moving forward. And the reality is completely different to that. It's about a set of people wanting something for their own ends and getting somebody else to pay for it. And if anyone dares to argue with them, it's calling them an idiot or a Luddite or whatever they want to, just because they know they can. It's the emperor's new clothes. I've said it so many times. If you disagree, you're clearly against progress. Not true. No, totally yeah. not true. But it's this the, the format of creating this thing that's, uh, that's going to become a beast and let's pay the chief exec whatever he feels like it and give him an OBE because he's vital. It doesn't need to exist. The business doesn't need to exist. Yeah. It needs to be some sort of tie-in between Red Tractor or a new form of that and the passport and perhaps even cut a physical passport needing to be there. If everyone's assured in the system, that should be enough in a sense. Yeah, it can be really, really simple. I mean, I think, you know, I've been focusing on the funding because it's not clear. A lot of money seems to have come from AHDB. Bottomless pit. But it's not been highlighted in their levy. You know, oh, by the way, there's a levy increase going through. Well, hang on a minute. If there's a smaller crop next year, the levy reduces the HDB. And if they're funding the digital grain passport proportionally, that funding goes up. I, I, I'm very confused about that. It is in, let's invent some new red tape. Let's cost more money. And who's the money going to come from? Oh, the farmers. Oh, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. It's coming from the farmers. They're hoping AHDB levy. But there's no guarantee of that if AHDB wake up quick enough. No, and the other line in there, which is a classic on the funding, is some kind of government grant might. Can I emphasise the word might? come available. I mean, it's like you can't build a business on that. But a grant will be available for the development of it, but not the ongoing cost. Give someone the keys to a gate that they now own, that everyone has to travel through, no more grants. Oh, I need a bonus. I think I'll have a, I'll have a horizon system bonus, like I work for the post office and uh, we're part of government, we'll get away with it. And if we don't, we'll sue someone and throw money at it and it's all taxpayers' money or the farmers' money. In other words, it's... It's just so irritating that there is a body of people who are pushing this thing through without listening. They've gone too far and too hard at determinedly ignoring any calls for a question mark. Anyone who dares to question it 
is an idiot. And I, I yeah, they seem to have this time frame that is almost immovable. In the well, no, this has to happen by then. And we said on that last meeting, can't the time frame just become more flexible? And there was a complete no. Blank. This is happening now. It will be in place, yeah. and we will have the data in two years' time to sell. It, oh, the, the steering committee will. And who's paying for it? Who's paying for it, farmers? Anyone farmers out there listening? You are paying for it. Who, um, so you mentioned the data there, data to sell. That's There's no guarantee of that, but it's yeah. in, the, in, in the £68 million, fantastic, it's only going to be a good thing, business plan. Um, it says somewhere in year three, 2026, the that they'll have the opportunity or the option to sell that data. That data's going to be very valuable to someone. Well... I'll be able to blame the Americans again, won't I? <laughs> let's move on. Let's, so, uh, this, uh, yeah. That's difficult to be because that's, uh, that's a bee in the bonnet and not very humorous because it, it feels like it's just being forced through by, you know, those who are big. Let's talk about global issues. Iowa caucuses unanimously gave Donald Trump the thumbs up. Yeah. Donald is back and he's back in a big way. And, you know, his policy is so see-through and obvious. It will be America first. He will focus on America. Putin and Xi Jinping want him. They want Trump in power because Trump thinks he can do a deal. Well, he can do a deal with them, but they'll tell him what the deal is. And then he'll come back and go, I've done a deal and it's really good. Yeah, for me. Yeah. And I'm exonerated from all things. Yeah, witch hunt. (laughs) Anyway, so Joe, what do you reckon? Sleepy Joe or Donald? Sleepy Joe. Sorry, I just, Donald, uh, I don't know. I mean, both about as bad as each other. And, and unfortunately, Sleepy Joe is a lot older. And I just think it's unbelievable that they had a country that had Barack Obama, who was, you know, younger and very, very intelligent and everything going the right, inspirational, etc. And And you're now left with two people that should have retired and, and a country that should have youth coming through. Well, you can draw a lot of comparisons to the UK. Who have we got that's worth voting for? Well, they're not in their 80s. I mean, the thing about... I think Joe Biden's intelligent. There's just lots of his brain cells have died, haven't they? Donald's... I'm not a Donald fan, and... Really? He wasn't all bad. Wasn't he? What was good about Donald? I mean, it was was a bit of a... um, What's the word? Uh, It's like watching a drama series, isn't it? It brought politics to life in a weird way. Well, so did... did Boris Johnson, but his, his pack of everything was a complete fabrication. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, Donald, he will reinvigorate politics for bad or for good, but he will reinvigorate it. The only thing, what you never knew with Donald is that one morning you'd come in and he'd have sacked some senior member of his party for no reason whatsoever and hired some really fit woman who just looks good on camera to then give him lip service. Pardon the pun. <laughs> But and, and that just swayed so, currency all over the place. But I mean, it, it was exciting. So Donald, yeah, great. Donald comes in, and so instantly China, Taiwan, and instantly Russia, Ukraine. Russia will then up it and go. And Donald withdrawal funding. Yeah, Ukraine will have to fold. So Russia will do that. And what next? It, I, I'm sorry. I think I cannot seriously comprehend how the Americans have got themselves into a position where they are genuinely considering having that complete moron in charge again. I mean, the guy took big boxes of, of files home 
and kept them in what, what cultural differences. The Americans love that. That is just amazing. Well, him taking stuff home and pretending he was reading them. Was no, he clearly but, but Donald's style, that is just, in my eyes, stereotypically American. You know, brash, brazen, just... There is still that rumour that Putin has a video of Donald Trump lying on a bed in a hotel with prostitutes urinating on him while he's surrounded by dollars. Okay, well, that's nice. Picture. Um, Webby's face is lit up well, there. Well, we're on the... I remember the story well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in. Uh, which, which high quality, you know, mirror? That was, or... No, that was knocking around. I don't know. I must have been six, seven years. It, it was before he got into. Um, Look, we, we've, got, we've got the Epstein uh, mm. videos now. We can see they're going to come out with Prince Andrew at well, it. People got. Oh, Sir Richard Branson got dragged into that one, didn't well, he? Well, allegedly, we can't say for sure, can we, about a sex and tapes. And Stephen Hawkins as well, apparently. Uh, have you boys got anything to confess on sex tapes? Sorry? Have I? Yeah. Hang on, I'm racking his brains. <laughs> no, none of them are worth seeing the live day, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't last long, would it? Anyway, um, <laughs> so, right, okay. What other global issues have we got? We've got genocide. Who's genociding who in the, in the Middle East? Well, no, yeah. We just Both genociding each other? 1,200 to 84,000, who's winning? I mean, look, the whole Middle East thing's really serious, but I must admit, Webby, Joe and I, I can't believe I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to get taken out for saying this, but we watched a video of the Houthi rebels having a march. <laughs> now, can I Houthi just say, rebels sound like a gang from Akel, by the way. Yeah, the Houthi rebels. <laughs> we, all thought, we all thought there should be a couple of fellas holding a Kalashnikov with one of them with a bazooka. The video, proper proper brigades, there was a navy, an army, they were all marching, it was really impressive. And then in the last two minutes of the video, they seem to have the war veterans of the, the one-legged and the people in wheelchairs yeah. going past. I was most impressed with the boats. I thought their, um, ski, thought the- their ski boats were amazing. They were something else. And the trucks and things like that, again, it was just, yeah. Pretty impressive. Not bad for a bunch of rebels. Well, yeah. Do they shout hooty 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 hooty? Well, it was just, just yeah, their proper. I didn't you know, see there the was video. a drone flying over, filming their march. You know, and it was all done in September. Okay. I mean, it was like Good. yeah, okay. I mean, apart from the so we've know. gone and bombed them, and we don't know what war is apparently, which I can believe. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. It's always yeah. on television and, and sanitised, and they blur everything out. And there's no dead bodies, and they say some scenes might upset you. Christ, what about real war? What would that do to us? Anyway. Still playing with your ears, Ian. They're really red now. Yeah, we're going to go around with red ears. If we what have is up with waxed. your ears? Are they itchy? He's been oh, waxed. They've... He's been waxed, hasn't oh. he? But are they itchy now? No. Right, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still being grown up. I yeah, can't okay, be sorry. humorous. Right, right. So European farmers, they're global. Oh yeah. Are we talking about the um... Germans? Yeah, the Germans. Which but what have they been doing? Protesting, haven't they? Well, they've been doing. Lots I, of I saw stuff. a great video of I can't remember which city it was, but uh, there's a group of farmers who'd got. They'd rolled out an old hay bale, old straw bale, fluffed it up, and they were putting a forage harvester through it and completely peppering the side of a building. It's quite well, the French tend to do that with mud, yeah. don't they? Yeah, I mean, but the, the Germans were acting very French. I mean, they were going for it. Yeah, and what was their problem? They were complaining about diesel. The cost of diesel. Is yeah. it tax on diesel? I didn't really follow the headline. Yeah, they're upset that they're going to lose a subsidy on diesel used in the agricultural sector. And quite rightly, they've said, well, do you want us to produce food or not, the German government? So vaguely reassuring that farmers in Europe are also feeling this crazy pinch. 
Yeah. Oh, they yeah, they definitely are. But for some reason, the German, I mean, the German farmers as well, they really have nailed this protest malar. I mean, tractors lining up in Hamburg, they blocked the vice-chancellor. He was on a boat. On a ferry. On a ferry. He couldn't get off because they just barricaded it with tractors and went, I mean... It's interesting, would the UK farmer... What would the police do in this country? Because we've got, you know, slightly more draconian laws, haven't we? Well, I don't know that we have. I don't know. They're, well, a few tractors on the M25. Well, I don't think the police would know what to do, Andrew. Because, they'll A, they won't know how to drive these tractors, because they're all so advanced. Yeah. So what would the police... You can't, you can't tow them. Step away from the vehicle. You know. OK, here's the keys, mate. Off you go. <laughs> it is a thought that doesn't seem to cross any farmer's mind. We had a countryside walk once in London, didn't we, which kind of... There's a lot of people turned up and they all thought, this is nice, but that's very containable. But we've touched on this in previous podcasts. If the farmers in this country ever had to really fight their corner, which they clearly don't because they moan a bit, but they clearly aren't, I don't Mm. know, animal farmers aren't making a loss, I guess. So everything's fine. I don't know. I don't It doesn't, no, it doesn't feel like it, does it? But what you saw in Germany is a completely unified stance of protesting that basically has crippled the country for the mm. time being. And I think they'll win. I think they'll win this argument. There's no reason for the German government to take this subsidy away on the diesel. The only thing you've got to be really careful of if you're doing something like that is just not to piss off the public. You know, the <laughs> Just Stop Oil guys, they became hated. Yeah, but if you... Farmers are in a position where if you piss off the public, as you put it, they're kind of a little bit providers, you know, it's okay, if you're going to get really snotty with us, then maybe we won't be this. you kind of want to gain the vote or the respect of the public. Name you kind of aim it at the government. They're the ones you're after. It's not the public can't... Anyone on the road is angry who's trying to get somewhere, but you sit and watch it on telly and you're working from home or you haven't got that, it immediately affected you. You'll kind of weigh up the argument a little bit. I think, I think farmers generally do get sympathy in the end, believe it or yeah. not. I think they do. And certainly in this country, because they don't ever rebel, it seems to be... I think they would get... Once their point was put across, I think one or two people go, ooh, hang on, they've got a point there. It feels yeah. like the voice of farming is getting louder and we are edging closer to that sort of moment, really. Well, took 2024 harvest. You know, grain, there will be enough, but only because of the carryover and probably imports. So, yeah, I mean, that's farmers at the moment quietly watching from the <laughs> sidelines, but hey, watch this space. Okay, we've had conversations in the last, this, since Christmas, the market's dropped a lot, hasn't it? It's talked a little bit mm. about the market. I appreciate we do this in the pricey bit at the start, but we called it right, didn't we? Yeah, 195 on May futures felt, it was a flaw that it just didn't want to go through, and it kind of held and held and held and held, but then boom, went through it, and we lost Six quid without even blinking, well, it, 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 really. 190 was there, it'll get, it'll get 190 and we'll all buy it in again. Didn't even touch uh, the we sides. Said, well, it? we did say, yeah, you're right, 190, yeah. Now it's 85. Mm. And when it gets there, will we buy it? I don't know. I mean, it just, it's, it feels really quite weak at the, the moment. The sentiment from conversation around is, is bloody awful. Well, the it farmers have got quite, loads to sell. Yeah. The farmers are not selling it into a market that is clearly falling. It's got more reason to go down in the short term other than profit-taking and maybe the odd consumer thinking this looks cheap. Mm. But I think it's the same, someone's commenting about domestic European market for feed grains. Same thing, really cheap. Farmers not wanting to sell it. And some of the Twitter forums that I read in various places, the Americans are the same. They're very, very, every global seller is very reluctant at the moment Yeah, from farm. There's one global seller not reluctant, isn't there? Yeah. Well, Russia and Ukraine. 
Yeah. They are selling it. Well, and right. funnily enough, I had a phone call this afternoon from a guy in Ukraine going, Oh, Mr. Ben, would you like to buy wheat, rapeseed, sunflower? I was like, what? And this guy's obviously just trawled the internet and, yeah, he said he sent me an email with a brochure of what they can supply. What was, who was Mr. Ben? He was the famous guy who changed his outfit. He used to go into a cupboard, didn't he? And then he put a different <laughs> outfit on and then wander out and go into a different world. Oh, yeah. Feels Just like, like Ben. Feels yeah, so like was, you know, was he inferring that you cross-dress or something? You're like, Mr. Well, ben, like, he's inferring that I like to hide today? in a cupboard. Are you wearing a dress today, Mr. I've ben? tried to hide in a cupboard here, but people find me. Okay, right, finally, we're going to have a little chat about the Norfolk dinner. So the Norfolk dinner is this week. Ben, you have done an enormous amount of work for it, so we'll give you a big... Big, well, big hang hand. on, hang on. Um, I think we should wait. Yeah, no, we're, no, the amount of work you put in, and Julian, <laughs> you two guys have poured bucket loads of energy into that, and it deserves to succeed. It isn't going to snow, but it is going to be cold. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, different venue because of the halls having, having redecoration yeah, after yeah. 400 years. What do you reckon is going to be... Is it oh, look, I mean, on a personal note, I'm looking forward to it because, you know, we kind of make it fun as in we do and everyone you speak to the trade and they're really looking forward to it Webby's already created a sort of what you should do better next year already <laughs> yeah he, d- he does that every year and oh, what yeah. I love about Webby is he sits there and doesn't say a word and then you do something and then he goes yeah I wouldn't have done that yeah it's there like go. there goes another horse bolted <laughs> So that we've closed the gallery of Pizza Hut, haven't we? Pizza, <coughs> Pizza Express. So no one can spit pepperoni on us. We're good underneath. Well, for it, it might still be open, but I think you'd be brave to go and have a pizza <laughs> up there whilst the great and the good of the UK grain trade. Well, it's, it's got a trendy, you know, I mean, the, the thing is, we, we came from the Hotel Norwich all those years ago and we went to the Barclays building that worked, but then yeah. the place, COVID, everything, it's all gone flat. Went to the halls, which we thought was our venue for the rest of rest of time, and now they're going to redecorate it, which is a yeah. crazy thing on a fifteen hundred year old building. Now we're in the most modern building in the middle of Norwich. Yeah, but it's it's a nice building, and I think you know it will. I think it'll it'll do the event some good. Slightly longer walk to Cuba Revs afterwards, though, and it's like you know. Yeah. Well, we'll and direct feel the, people. We'll feel the cold at the top of that hill. Should we direct them? Because otherwise. Some of them might get lost at Platinum Lace or somewhere like that. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, directing them is going to be possibly a job for the night, isn't it? Because if they hang a right and go... Not for me, because once everyone sat down and had their dinner, I am done. <laughs> I couldn't care less what happens then. Well, he came to Cuba Revs last year, didn't he? Yeah. Just everyone follow Webby. He's yeah. like the Pied Piper. He'll know exactly where it's to easy go. Walk. He'll know exactly where to oh, go. Lovely. Yeah, exactly. yeah, just pop in here for a quick <laughs> swift one. More importantly, I know where to go afterwards as well. Yeah. <laughs> where is that? Bed. On the way back to my hotel. <laughs> so the halfway point from Cuba Revs. Yeah, my ho- yeah. So I'm booked into Travel Lodge. Very exclusive. Is there any places in between? Oh, brilliant there? bargain. Thirty-five quid for a uh, hotel room. Yeah. Sure. Taxi rides more more money than that. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I'm staying as well. Okay. But I didn't book till late. Yeah, I think Izzy's over the moon, Ian, that you're having. Uh, <laughs> you're in a hotel that night. But. I mean, but back to the the core message at the Norfolk dinner. It, we don't. We haven't got any grown up speeches. We haven't got any comedians or anyone doing it. We're there to raise money for charity. We're there to get the grain trade together, and we're there to have everybody kind of getting on with each other. If you can make it the, the peace and love uh, grain trade dinner, where look to work with each other, make things happen really between you, because it's great. You meet new people. You see old people that you haven't seen for a while. You know, it's yeah, really good opportunity. 
Yeah, and some of the youngsters can kind of put a face to a name. That's really important, I think. Yeah, I mean, some of the youngsters... I mean, there was one certainly last year that probably hit the booze too hard and then couldn't really <laughs> speak to anyone, but was desperate to get your signature, Andrew. Yeah, no, I get that a lot since yeah. the podcast, Ben. But you can't deny, Ben, that we have been out and someone said, are you Andrew from the podcast? I go, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, no, I can't And then you came up and I go, this is Ben. And he goes, what, Ben, from the podcast? I went, yeah, this is Ben. <laughs> and we had a little selfie taken, didn't we, Ben? We had a selfie, so, yeah. So, no, the, the point of it is that we have an opportunity to... Yeah, you know, there's knowledge. Oh, hang on a minute. I know what's a good thing to say. This is the first year of the Norfolk dinner that Andrew Dewing will have more Millers on his table than Monsters. <laughs> and he's got some Millers. Good. I'm, I'm, as I said, it's an You've educational evening. David Wright, James Wright, yeah. David Mathias. Luckily, they all hate the digital brain passport, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be fun. I'm going to, you know, we've got we have got a good table. We've got. There's a, I asked loads of people, and I can't remember who I asked. So there could be people who just turn up and go, "Yeah, where am I sitting?" So we, as long as you can cope with that, Ben. And yeah. next year, I promise to make a list of all the people I've asked. But yeah, I've, the classic was when you came up to me the other day and went, "Oh, this person can't come," and I didn't even have them on the list. <laughs> it's like, well, that's good. Hey, I got my old mate Munty. He's out, and uh, Scott. He's coming across from uh, from Austria, so it makes it an international dinner. Oh, another and, Miller. Uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey's coming up, and I'm actually—they're staying over another couple of days because we're going to watch Norwich versus West Bromwich Albion in a, a, a box at Norwich City Football Club. Cool. Yeah, I know, nil-nil. I <laughs> 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 joke. It'll be—it'll be defence. Oh, anyway, enough of that. Anyway, but yeah, so we've—we've we've got. Yeah, we're looking. That's there. Well, obviously, this is going out after it, so hopefully. Yeah, hopefully everything's good. There's been no fights. There's been a fight for a year or two, is there? No. Can't see anyone getting aggressive this year, can we? No, it doesn't often happen. Right, outside. No, no, that. Right, okay. Well, in which case, then, any of you that have been, you can reflect on our peaceful intentions, and if anything goes terribly wrong, it was uh, not what we wanted. But with that, guys, I hope this has been sufficiently humorous banter for our podcast reviewers to give us a bit of a thumbs Mm. up again. I do think it could be quite funny reviewing the... uh the dinner. The Norfolk dinner. We'll see. Next week. Absolutely. Anyway. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get updates on new episodes and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We are at Dewing Grain. Alternatively, you can call us on 01263 731 550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. 